I'm Kate Northrup. And I'm Mike Watts. And we're partners in life, love, and business. Welcome to the Kate and Mike Show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living. What's up, people? Hi, welcome to the Kate and Mike Show. This is Kate. This is Mike. We are very excited to be here for another episode. It is an after bedtime episode, so I will be honest, I'm pretty sleepy, but I'm going to bring it anyway. <laughs> I can't wait to see. How you. about you, honey? How do you feel? I can't wait to see you bring it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever brought it for the podcast. Before. I bring here it every go. week. Here we go. I'm doing well. We... Yeah, I mean, we, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this later, but you just got back from great speaking gigs in California, mm-hmm. and we just, do you want to tell them what we signed the contract for today? I don't recall. The... Oh, yeah, the Do Less Planner. So excited about that. So excited. Pre-orders are going to be coming out really soon, so... We are going to be offering pre-orders of the Do Less Planner to our Origin members first, first dibs, because we have a very, very limited run that's going to be available for the holidays. And then more coming. Do you want to tell... And then more coming in 2020, so... You want to talk about the Do Less Planner? Hold on. So I've been talking about it a ton on social. It is the top requested thing that I get DMs about. People saying, hey, do you have a planner? I'd really love all the philosophies from your book, Do Less in a planner and all of that in one place. Cause I've created a lot of systems and trackers and material to support the ideas in do less around cyclical planning, prioritization, the 80, 20 rule, feminine energy, all of that. So achieving more by doing less. So the do less planner is a physical gorgeous planner. That is really this true expression of my heart. We're going to talk next week about the behind the scenes of creating the planner and sort of some of the lessons we learned along the way. But for now, I will just say that it goes on pre-order next week. It'll be available to Origin members first. Then secondly, it'll be available to people on our email list if there are any left over after we offer it to Origin. So if you're not on our email list, make sure you go to katenorthrop.com forward slash list so that you can know about the Do Less Planner and also you'll get a free weekly, a do less weekly planner download when you go do that. And then third, it'll go public on social if there are any left after we offer it to origin and our email list. So yep, wanted just to make sure that you all knew about that. Yeah, we'll have more details as the weeks follow because this is the first time we've done anything like this. And uh, it takes two months basically to like submit the plan and then to get them physically we're gonna talk about it more next week yeah we're gonna talk about it more next week but it's been uh it's been a learning experience yes it has so it just it gives you some perspective regarding let's just take iphones for instance because that's the first thing that popped in my head about producing a physical item something like that like it's a big deal so they just launched iphone 11 they're probably already thinking about iphone 12 and iphone 13 you know, just to get those into production, what that looks like, because you got to prep the factory, et cetera. So it's much more complicated than a planner. But yeah, it's pretty cool. All right. We're going to read off some reviews. And these came in from the United States. We'll finish out United States this week, and then we'll switch to international starting okay. our next recording. So we have, this is a sacred space for entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. 
entrepreneur. Can you say that, please? Entrepreneurs? Yes, that's it. Parents. Thank you. Oh, entrepreneurial parents. Yes. Um, Entrepreneurship is hard, but it's even harder. Also talking. (laughs) Talking. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Entrepreneurship is hard, but it's even harder if you're parenting little people. The Kate and Mike show are one of the very few entrepreneur shows covering work, parenthood, and the mindsets that get us where we want to go. Should we call our show something about that? There was a while, folks, when we were thinking about changing the name of the Kate and Mike show. We're so still thinking. We're about still it. considering. If you have any suggestions, send them along. Yeah. What do you want to change that to? I have no idea. Oh, well, you just said based off Katie. Oh, she just said. Did I say this is Katie B. Joy? No, but or, hi, or, excuse Katie. me. Katie Joy B. Katie Joy B. No, but she said about something parenting and the mindset. Covering work, parenthood, and the mindsets that get us where we want to go. That's good. So much, yeah, that is good. So much value flows through each and every episode. Kate and Mike and their awesome guests deliver. Give a listen, you won't regret it. Well, thank you very much, Katie. Thanks, Katie Joy B. Katie Joy B. Sweet. Thanks for listening in. This is from Angela Silverson. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Love this podcast. I have been listening to the Kate and Mike for a couple of years now. It's one of my go-to podcasts. I love how real and vulnerable they are, and I've learned a ton about business, parenthood, and how to truly do less. I also laugh a lot. Thank you for this beautiful offering. You are so welcome. You're welcome. Angela. Just listened. This is from Eclectic Nutritionist. Cool. Wow. I can't believe I said that correctly. I hope I did. Just listened to my favorite episode to date. I love this podcast and listen nearly every week. This week's episode was exceptional. This was back at the beginning of October. Thank you for your interview with Dr. Oh, I could could finish the next sentence. But thank you for your interview with Dr. Kelly Brogan. My brain, heart, and soul are stirred, and I will most likely listen again to take notes. I appreciate Kate and Mike going there with the questions and for Dr. Brogan's candid, thoughtful, scientific, yet understandable answers. It's true. We got a lot of good feedback from listening to Kelly Brogan. That is our most downloaded episode to date. Uh... I think, yeah, yeah. I think what, what happened was is Lipson, that's who we used to host the podcast, they updated. So I think we had more, but when they updated the new stats. But yes, since the stats have been know, updated. I don't know, I don't think so because. It was, it definitely is. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's a big topic. It's a big topic. It's a lot happening is right now. Controversial. Okay. And it's really, uh, I think it's, yeah, it t- it's for everyone to take themselves a little bit more seriously you know, in, in their value of what they're bringing to the world and then do their own research type thing instead of relying on other people. I mean, we're kind of at a place in the world at that right now. So thank you, Eclectic Nutritionist. Thanks for listening in. One left. Okay. Francisca 27, one of my favorites. And this says, these are all beautiful five-star reviews. Thank you very much. I love listening to this podcast. I love the variety of topics from business to life and just really enjoy listening to Kate and Mike. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. Uh, you can DM me on the Instagram at Mike J. Watts with your mailing address and just say you left a review and we read it on the show and uh, we'll drop a little present in the mail. All right. So... In honor of the fact that I just got back from California hanging out with some incredible humans in person, IRL, which is really my favorite way to be with people. Did you really have to go IRL there? <laughs> it made me laugh. <laughs> okay. In real life. I, just, I didn't know he needed to 
OMG up on this. I'm going to start speaking in acronyms if it's okay with you. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> okay. I have a hard enough time with regular English, let alone. Okay. I won't, I won't do that to you, honey. <laughs> um, okay. I also like one of my favorites is FWIW for what it's worth. I don't oh, know why I, know I like that one. that one, but I like that one. And then I also like IMHO in my humble opinion. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah, but I will oh. be honest. When I see other people use ones that I don't know, I Google them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Because how am I supposed to know what they say? Well, yeah, for. For, for sure. So I Google them and then I add them to my... I, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Toolbox. F-W-I-W. Look anyway. At, look at you, acronym. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is what you get in the Kate, after bedtime Kate and I are currently in IRL right now. <laughs> we are IRL in our flannel jammy. Yep. Flannel plaid jammies on Flannel the bottom, t shirts on top in the basement podcasting. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> last week, this is just a totally side note, but last week we did the podcast on uh, opportunity and illness. This is coming out next week, right? Yes. Yeah, we're recording. We're yeah. right on. We're just right so, on the verge of release. Right. Last year when I was sick, we talked a lot about that. And then I've been posting pictures all week about that. And it's it's kind of like, it makes me really sad. To look it makes at me photos. sad too. Yeah, it's really hard. I have a video coming out that's 10 minutes that oh, I've watched one geez. time in the last. I'll post the whole thing on Instagram live. I don't know that I want to watch um, it. On Instagram story or IGTV, I guess. But I bought last year because I was so cold all the time and my skin was so gross to like falling off and i remember i had to buy like four pairs of flannel pajamas remember i had to rotate because i was doing so much laundry and i blocked all, so much of it out honey. they were all too big like yeah, you it's because so they were yeah and then they didn't fit because they were too small it was so have you gotten rid of them yeah i got rid i got rid of a lot of stuff that i wore when i was sick yeah my winter coat i washed and gave it to goodwill yeah speaking of that it's about to be winter and i don't have a winter coat uh I, we I, can do something about that huh? yeah yeah i have a 15 percent off patagonia coupon though <laughs> so we can go to the patagonia outlet well tomorrow we have a dinner date a double dinner date with our in neighbors Freeport. in freeport and our dinner reservation is an hour and 15 minutes after the babysitter is coming so you and i are going on a shopping date oh, to yeah. patagonia to get my uh, winter coat but i just i i would look at a lot of i'd look in my cabinet like my drawer and see all these clothes that i wore during this time and realized like it is time and i washed you know they've all been cleaned and washed and i just donated them to move them on because yeah you know i think that's a really powerful feng shui lesson we don't talk about feng shui much here but i was a feng shui practitioner for a few years in new york city and i've been practicing since i was 14 and our stuff holds energy yeah so yeah why are you talking about this? Do you remember? That was a side note about us wearing flannel pajamas. Oh, side note about flannel pajamas. And now we're back into IRL. I have to say, I was having a good time and that was a little bit wah, wah. And then, uh, <laughs> but well, let's turn it around. Okay. So I went to California. I had the best time ever. Thank you to Dr. Shafali Sabari for inviting me to your Evolve conference. Thank you to James Wedmore to inviting me for inviting me to speak at your BBD Live Business by Design to dear friends of mine. I'm so, 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 so grateful. So what we wanted to talk about today is 
this concept of being the smartest person in the room. And one of our women who took my high-level program last year said to me she was sick of being the smartest person in the room. And that is why she joined the Mastermind program. And I absolutely loved her honesty in that because she was just used to, she was a multiple seven-figure business owner, and she was just used to being the most savvy businesswoman in the room. And she knew that being the most savvy business person in the room in all of her circumstances was squelching her growth. Mm. So she joined the program to up level. And what I notice every time I get around other people playing a big game in business, but ideally people playing a bigger game than me and whatever, playing a bigger game doesn't necessarily mean bigger income, for example. It could be just doing some, like a big speaking career or you know, doing things in publishing that are really amazing or pushing themselves creatively. Like it, it could be a lot of different things. Every time I do that, I up level because I'm not the smartest person in the room. Now, I don't find that I'm often the smartest person in the room. So this is not my phrase, but I hear this something similar from a lot of women who are applying for the Origin Incubator and the Origin Mastermind, and they are ready for something else. And the other thing that they've been saying to me, which is really interesting, is that they don't have friends who really get it, who get what it's like to run a business at a high level. And then several of them say also, they don't have friends who get it, what it's like to run a business at a high level, but also who are moms, because that's sort of a unique combo, which is, I found that myself. And that's why I've made it my business to find other moms operating businesses at high level. But of course, not everybody in our programs are moms. But here's what I found in California. So my friend James reminded me of this study that I had heard about from Ellen Langer. I mean, sorry, from my mom. The study (laughs) was done by Ellen Langer. So she's a, she's a scientist, social scientist or psychologist or something. So Ellen Langer has done lots of amazing studies, but this particular one, she took a group of elderly men who were struggling. Like they were, you know, they were on, they had high blood pressure, they had high cholesterol, they were having trouble with their mobility, they were in walkers, you know, their vitality was just kind of draining away. And she took this group of men and put them in an environment for like a long weekend. It wasn't a long time. And in this environment, she created the environment of the time when these guys were in their prime, like their late 20s, early 30s, meaning she played the music from that time, from like the 1940s. She put photographs all around of these guys from when they were in their prime. I don't know what else she did, but I know that she did those two things. But they, you know, they, they like primed them with conversation about this time. And by the end of the experience, the guys who came in with walkers were playing frisbee and like flag football out in, <laughs> out in the yard. The blood pressure was statistically significantly less 
The vitality was back. There were all these incredible factors that improved and they had changed nothing else other than their environment. And I love that study so much because it reminded me how important it is to get around people who are positive, who are uplifting, who remind us that more is possible because simply by being in that environment, this data proves, Ellen Langer's study proves, simply by changing our environment, we can change our physiology and our capability. And here's an example. So I wanted to share that study because A, I think it's really interesting. And B, I really want you to think about your environment. Like what behaviors and beliefs and circumstances is your environment keeping in place for you? And are those beliefs, circumstances, and behaviors something that you like? Or is there something that you'd like to change? And if you want to up-level, you got to change your environment. Now, a lot of that has to do with your own beliefs. We can all change our environment by changing just our lives. I'm not saying you have to like get rid of all your friends and family, <laughs> but you might consider who you're spending the vast majority of your time with. And you might consider, are these people enhancing my life or are they sucking my energy? Yeah, it could be your mother. It could be. Yeah, mom. Sucking it's my energy. Not Michelle. No, I know that. And it's not kidding. Cri- it's not Christian. No. So just so you know, not. we're not talking about you, ladies. No, I'm just. It, <laughs> it could be somebody that's in your life, right? It could be a neighbor. It could be a coworker. Yeah. I mean, listen. There's people all around who mm-hmm. suck our energy, and yeah, you can go back and listen to the Energy Vampires episode with my mom if you want to know more about that. But. That was kind of one thing that I was sitting there in the audience listening to James kick off his event. I was like, that is fascinating. And I will say, even though Mike and I, we love our lives, we love our neighborhood, we love the whole thing. Do you remember when we went to San Francisco that one time? Mm -hmm. And we were sitting around at this dinner after going to a really intense yoga class. Did you go to the yoga class with me? Yeah. Yeah, it was super intense. Yeah, remember? And then Raina couldn't find parking, it so was, she never showed up. It was the most intense yoga class it was I've ever been so to. so intense. It was like it was like we're all on crack. It was really it was really intense. Like it was it moved at hyper speed. It, yeah. It was a lot. Just think Silicon Valley and yoga. Hyper overachievers doing yoga. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So we went to this intense yoga class, which felt great in the end. Yeah, it was it's great. It's not something I, mean, I would want to do like crazy. every day, but no. And then we went out to dinner with my friend Raina and her now husband and their friends. And it was just like every single person was doing something amazing. Like, I can't re- even remember what they were doing, but it was just every single person. It was like, whoa. And I remember on the flight back. I mean, I don't know if they were really doing every anything, you know, thinking back. It's like, or we just didn't understand anything they were saying. That was me. I was like sitting there going, I don't know what these people are talking about. <laughs> but it sounded cool. Okay. <laughs> just like, but we were in an environment that yeah. was challenging us. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. Like we were, I, we were well, definitely, no, I felt up leveled in what we are. Yeah. Yeah. It was like intellectually challenging. Yeah. It was challenging just from a, like, let's think about what else might be possible perspective. There was no status quo there. It was like, everyone was out there just 
optimizing stuff. And listen, that can be totally exhausting, like being around people who are constantly, you know, trying to do biohacking and trying to do productivity hacking and trying to like perfect their morning routine and then really go for it in the gym. Like that can be really exhausting. And I really do believe we need to just give it a break sometimes. However, if we want to grow, if we want to expand, it is really important to change our environment. And a lot of that is through relationships. So I wanted to tell two stories of something that happened while I was in California, because here's the deal. Both of these gigs were unpaid. I'm just going to be really, really transparent. And at this point, given our young children... They paid for travel. Right. But I wasn't paid a speaking fee. Yes, they paid Which for I'm the, totally yes. thrilled to do because both of these people are dear friends. But in general, I don't speak for free. Because it takes at least a day of travel and then the day, it takes minimum 48 hours of my life and I leave my care with the kids and we have to handle that. And like, so it's two full days missed, not to mention the logistics. So it's a lot and it's worth a lot of money <laughs> because my time is valuable. However, for this particular scenario, A, it was friends. B, it was good visibility. I was happy to do it. They did pay for travel and hotel, which was great. And one might ask, though, like, why would I get on an airplane? And I will be perfectly honest. When I was headed out there after everyone was so sick, and we talked about that in last week's episode, there was a moment of just like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting on an airplane and basically spending four days of my life to go do something for free. Like, there was a moment of that. And here's what happened while I was there. And here's why up-leveling by changing our environment is so valuable and mm-hmm. so worth it. Sorry, I'm having a little trouble thinking in a linear fashion right now. But I think I'm staying on track. You'll let me know if I get way off, right? Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> I did not up-level my environment, so. You did. You were with our kids. <laughs> Do you want to? Well, okay, I'll say my thing and then I want you to talk about what that's like for you. Oh, okay, yeah. Because I just think it's like a another perspective on. Yes, anyway. oh, well, no, that's a whole I mean, other. That could like, be a whole other episode. No, I think that is a. Briefly. I think that's a conversation for the future. But I can touch on it briefly, kind of what it was yeah. like for me. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there and were two I, like, scenarios. Handle it, or just, yeah. One is I was actually on the phone with someone on the way out there. So this wasn't actually something that needed. I needed to go to California to do, but it was a phone call while I was in the um, Atlanta airport. And I was talking to somebody who is a super high level coach. Her offerings are anywhere from $9,000 to $125,000, which was just like, wow. Okay. What do you get for 125? I don't know, but I could call her back and ask. I bet you get to meet in IRL. (laughs) (laughs) You better get to meet IRL. (laughs) So I don't know what they are. But anyway, she's a coach. She runs masterminds. Only for coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So she gave me this nugget. Here's what's so here's what's so amazing. She gave me a nugget that took her three minutes to explain on the phone about sales calls that was so powerful and I know will make us tens of possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars. This one three-minute nugget that I got. And we're not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what it was. But oh, it just, I was kidding. Are you serious? You're not going to tell? No. 
Oh. I'm not. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. No, I'm Maybe not. in the future. There's a reason. I'm not trying to be an asshole. The reason is because it requires a lot of context that I just don't feel at liberty to share about her business and, and got it got it okay so how about that how about okay it right. was about I, an, I was totally i thought you were no i'm really not going to share okay. what it is it was the way she explained a way that i could make an energetic shift that made such a huge difference for me that it's just like kind of mind-blowing and i was like oh my god that three minutes was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars potentially here's what happens when we get around people playing a big game, all you need is like a three minute conversation that will shift your mindset, that will shift a strategy, that will give you one idea. It's one mindset shift. It's one idea. It's one strategy that can literally change everything in your business. And I've had several of these with our friend, James Wedmore. So James, remember when we were in Costa Rica and I was talking to him about this program that I was launching called the Foxy Bod? Yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> so funny. It's so, it's so clear in my mind, but that was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. It was in 2012. 12. Yeah. No, no. It was, wasn't it January of 2013? No, I think it was 2012. It was 2012. Yeah. So. It was January of 2012. This program was called the Foxy Bod and I was telling him about it and he was like, well, are you doing. We, the- we got an Airbnb. Airbnb in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica. And then we were watching House Hunters. Do you remember this? No. We were watching oh, yeah. House Hunters like in the three unit. years yeah. ago. We haven't watched that in a long time. And the Airbnb that we stayed in, we were on the first floor. This was on was the third floor. It was the apartment floor. complex. It was the apartment complex. On House Hunters. Pretty cool. That was so funny. Yeah. Anyway, it was beautiful. It was in Hako. And James also taught me to surf. But that didn't make me any money. What did make me money was... Yeah. Yeah, we're holding out. <laughs> what did make me money was fun. But what did make me money is he... Just like sat down with me and taught me how to A, make graphics on Keynote, which has saved my ass many times when we just like haven't. Now we have a graphic designer on retainer. But at the time, like we were really everything was duct taped together. So that was amazing. I made many sales pages and like sidebar graphics on the blog. And I know just enough duct taped together about programming to be dangerous. (laughs) It was done the way that we knew how to do it. It was bootstrapped. Yes. Which was a little bit duct taped and that's fine. Yes. It worked. Mm-hmm. There, Listen, if you're just starting out, there is nothing wrong with things being duct taped together. Duct tape can be extremely strong. So No, duct tape is strong. It is. Yeah. So, No, but I'm saying that was the reality yeah, of our business. That's correct. This well, is why I was making... The way it sound that it wasn't... I'm sorry. I, you're right. I, yes. I'm not trying to be deprecating of our business. That doesn't sound right. Anyway, I'm using words incorrectly right now. But so he taught me not only how to make graphics on Keynote, but more importantly, how to do webinars. He just like sat me down. He was like, are you going to do a webinar? Here's how you need to do it. Boom, boom, boom. And then I did the first webinar and that program was actually incredibly successful. Mm -hmm. And so again, like it didn't take long. It was like maybe an hour that we sat down and went through it. It was amazing. And then last week while I was in California, or I guess it was this week, it was on Monday night. I gave my talk at James's event and I want to say one thing. I'm going to tell you what else he taught me in a minute, but I want to say something about this is just a bit of a side note, but related, which is the piece about, I think that sometimes we can assume because somebody makes more money than us that we don't have anything to offer them. I will say for myself, sometimes I assume 
that if somebody makes more money than me, I don't have anything to offer them. I will say that's really shifted moving into the do less work because quite frankly, it doesn't matter how much money you need to make, you you make, almost everybody needs to shift the way they relate to their time and energy and their work. But before that was a problem that I had. And James was introducing me before I came out on business at BBD Live. And he said something which was really surprising to me. He was just talking about like my bio. And then he said, you know, there are people in our lives who like we meet and they're doing incredible things. And we wonder, why would this person want to hang out with me? And he was like, that's how I felt like when I met this person. And that's sometimes how I still feel. And in that moment, I was like, now, first of all, it was partially just like a humble shtick, you know, but really, like, I don't think he would have said that if he didn't actually feel that way. And I'm not saying, you know, James probably doesn't listen to our podcast, but I'm not trying to say like he was, you know, blowing smoke up my skirt. But it made me in that moment realize like, because I have felt that way about him, because James has always made more money than us and has always been, you know, like he really has. And so I just was like, always kind of assumed, I don't know, it's not like I did. I never thought he was doing us any favors hanging out with us or anything. But there was a little element of like, oh, well, what do I have to offer? You know, we're he's has a bigger business. And it was such a cool moment of just like, oh, he felt that way too. That's amazing. And then because of the level of edification that he presented, I already had felt amazing because I shared on Instagram that I had meditated that morning. I had worked out. I had like stretched outside. I had danced around my room. I had given myself plenty of time and, and like space to get ready. And I just was feeling amazing. And then also I will say James attracts a really amazing type of person. So the energy in the room was incredible. And then he also, of course, had a shaman working from afar on the energy of the space, which I really feel like I could tell. So there were a lot of of factors here. But that introduction just really helped me to feel super confident going out on stage. And I feel like I, you know, I don't want to be overly inflated, but I will say this. I had the most fun I have ever had on stage. Was it the best talk I've ever given? I do not know. But I enjoyed it the most of any talk I've ever given. And that, I think, really says something. So that was one thing that was sort of related to this idea of up-leveling. Because just because you don't have a bigger business than somebody doesn't mean that you can't be offering value. And I know that this episode is more about you up-leveling spending time with people who can offer value to you. But I just wanted to say that. So then after the talk, I was just hanging out afterwards with James and Chelsea and his friend Mel, and we were eating Chinese food. And James offered me this perspective, which I won't go into the whole thing, but it had to do with a concept that if you listen to James's podcast, Mind Your Business, which I do recommend, He has this concept that the transformation comes through the transaction, that we transform when we invest because there's an energetic exchange that happens. And we talked a little bit about this in our mastermind episode, but he was talking about this idea that somebody who invests $30 
for example, is going to get $30 worth of value versus somebody who invests $300 is going to get $300 worth of value versus somebody who is ready to receive $3,000 worth of value. Now, granted, money is relative to everyone. So I also just want to say, I understand that not everyone can invest at high levels, but my coach and friend, Ra Goddess, really talks about, and she'll be on the podcast, I think in early January, about her new book, The Calling. She talks about giving people the dignity of paying for things because there is an energetic exchange that happens when somebody pays for something, which is why giving our services away for free is not a good idea. Not 100% of the time, obviously. It depends on the circumstance. But allowing somebody to step up and exchange something for your work is really, really important. Not for you to be paid, but for them to have the transformation that they could potentially have because we don't value what we don't pay for and therefore we don't get the result. And so talking with James just helped me around a little mindset shift that I needed to have that I know will result in way less stress in 2020 because I was sort of having this moment of thinking, well, if I'm charging more then therefore I have to basically like be available 24 seven and do backflips and like write everybody a personalized musical and, you know, like (laughs) show up with puppies at their door. Like, I don't know what I thought, but it was really helpful to have this mindset shift around other people's responsibility for their own transformation. Even though obviously he shows up really beautifully for his students as do I always intend to do. So those two experiences were just such a great reminder of like the relationships that we've developed over the years have really helped to change, shift mindsets, shift strategies in really subtle ways that have been really beneficial. And I can go back over the years and think of like a few key moments every year with key players that really helped. And a lot of that has had to do with showing up at events, investing in coaching, investing in VIP days, showing up at stuff IRL (laughs) so that those experiences happen. And sometimes they happen in the ladies room line. Like it's not like they always are going to happen on a coaching call. And we have to be open to like setting the intention that I will get exactly what is needed. And when we make that kind of investment, when we make a larger investment, like I was talking about with James in a mastermind or something like that, or high level coaching, I do believe it creates the container where your mind is then tuned to the right station for exactly what you will need to get the growth that you desire because you've now created an environment for that to happen. And of course, you've put yourself in an environment where that up-leveling and that growth will happen. Cool. I think you're correct. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) Is there anything you'd like to add, honey? (laughs) To what part? This is how our conversations go. Literally, oh my gosh, you guys. So So much. I'll say a whole thing. Very similar (laughs) to what I just said. Yep. And then I say to Mike, what do you think? 
And he'll say about which part? And I say any of it. <laughs> but it like in many in many relationships you would be saying that because you weren't listening, but that that is obviously not the case in our relationship. Like you heard everything I said and and you just like a sp- more specific question. Well, so <laughs> Yeah, that's helpful. But also, no, I just a second. I mean, I didn't wasn't there, so I didn't have these experiences, but I can, you know, the old I always say, I mean, for myself is like being comfortable about being uncomfortable and then then good things usually come from it. So and I've noticed we've talked about this a lot on this podcast about surround like who are you surrounded around, right? If if you're trying to build a business and you're still hanging out with five people that you at your job. Let's just take for, that's just a total example, right? But we can all relate to this. And those people are really happy with their careers and their jobs. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for you, you want something different. You got to like find somebody else that is in a kind of a similar boat to you or that has left that position that start that has been in a job and left or, you know, and it's just kind of following. And because now the internet and podcasts and videos and YouTube, it's, it makes it much easier to be able to do that, to find people much easier that there might not be an IRL land, but at that point, but you can always, this is why we go to events, right? This is why we attend events. This is why we go to, you know, the, the, if you go to sporting events, it's the same thing. Like we go, we're in Patriot country up here. I could care less, but it's like people go to a lot of these events because they used to play high school football, right? Or peewee football, or they want to be around other Patriot nuts. You know, it's the same. It's like I can live my life through Tom Brady and think that I am Tom Brady for one Saturday, Sunday at a time. But I think it's also connecting with but other people who have the same passion. That is correct, you. right? No, right. There's scales of right what you go to. But there's also you're surrounding yourselves by other football people yeah. and other people that you're excited about. So it's the same as attending events like even though you went out there and you weren't paid a speaking fee, you knew before you even left. And like, we knew this too, that it's going to be beneficial. You know, it was hard to leave, but just going to these type of these two events, we knew. Well, first of all, I know that the audience is full of our ideal customer avatar. So it's not like I was going to speak at a tractor salesman convention. Right. right? Yeah. So it's (laughs) primarily women who are interested in personal growth. Most of whom are entrepreneurs. And, that's those are my people so like absolutely and and they both had rooms full of these people Mm -hmm. but yeah sorry go ahead no that's yeah and then i liked what james was saying about i don't think i've ever really heard it that way that from that perspective regarding if i invest 30 dollars into a pair of shoes let's say then i'm expecting like i've increased my self-worth almost by 30 dollars so I mean, no, that's not exactly the example you're sharing right now, but just if we buy anything, you know, if I buy a Rolls Royce for $465,000, every time I get into that freaking car and drive it around, I'm going to feel like $465,000 of value to myself driving around. So if I'm investing in some sort of program as well, like I'm expecting that return will at least get me my money back, right? Type thing. So yeah, I thought the perspective of what James was talking about when we invest in certain things makes it makes a lot of sense. So, which was very very helpful. Good way to think about. Yeah. 
And what I found, though, which I I already said, but I just want to reiterate because I think it's so important. When we're looking at the ROI, their acronym for you, which most people know, but I will say it is the return on investment. So when we're looking at the ROI on something, let's say you do invest an amount that feels like a stretch in something. Now, if it's a Rolls Royce, like, you know, the return on investment, that's sort of like this ephemeral emotional experience. And yes, it'll get you from point A to point B and it'll impress a lot of people and blah, blah, blah. But like, you know, cars aren't my thing. So that's not a great example for me. Like material stuff is not so much my thing, but like an experience like, for example, this year I invested in coaching to a degree with the level of investment that was like nothing I had ever invested before. And I will tell you, like one session was profoundly transformational. And it wasn't like, I mean, of course, I could speak to so many reasons why that was the case. And a lot of it is the energy that my particular coach brings and her whole presence. What she draws out of me is very powerful because of the work she's done on herself. So what she brings elicits the best in her clients. But it's like when we're looking at when we're looking at a change, we really need to think about it's the one mindset shift, the one strategy, the one tip, the one, you know, relationship or intro that will lead to, you know, certainly making back our investment, but multiplying the investment over and over and over again. And I think about that, for example, you know, taking something like B-School, right? Or taking something like Amy Porterfield's uh, Digital Course Academy. These are both programs that we're affiliates of because we love them. We've gotten a lot of value. Like just what I've learned from Marie about list building in B-School and then also from some conversations I had with her is responsible for hundreds of thousands of dollars in our business. And that program cost me two grand. You know, I mean, that's like what we have to really realize is the ROI could be received back in three minutes, but you have to be paying attention Mm -hmm. and you have to take action on those things, right? I can't give James credit for my success with webinars because I took what he taught me and I implemented, I taught a webinar. I think I taught the webinar right there from Costa Rica. Possibly. Yeah, I think we did. Or no, it was right when we got maybe back. Maybe right when we got back. But that's the thing. You have to be, you have to have your radar tuned in for the thing. And this for me has to do with being embodied and learning and having a practice of learning to trust myself because there will be infinite strategies available, right? But I have to know when I hear the one that's for me. And I know because I get really excited. And my body feels it. Like I just feel this expansion and I feel sometimes I'll get teary. And so so that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but learning to be able to identify what the thing is going to be and then taking action on it is super critical. Yeah. Like you said, you learn you can get the action in three minutes from like a phone call, which I th- is you get a lot of insight from it. But it's if we listen to that insight and keep moving forward to actually do the work. Well, it's then to implement it. Correct. Right. And I will say... I was super scared to do that webinar. That was a whole new thing. Like I'd never done a webinar before. It was like, oh my God, this is, what am I even doing? I am nervous to implement the tweak that this woman offered me for my sales calls. 
because it's a little bit of a, it's just like a little more intense than I would usually be on my own. And it's important for my up-leveling because Mm -hmm. as cliche as it is, everything we want is outside our comfort zone. So we have to feel uncomfortable in order to get it. And so we have to take action on those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you got to think about what your clients actually need. So if you're right, let's just take you for example, if, if this is whatever, I mean, I know what it is, but it's basically like if your intensity level has to increase a little bit, that means your clients are also watching this and they need probably a little bit more intensity in what they're doing. So they will, this is positive all the way around. Exactly. Right. So, well, because if I bring in a heightened level of intensity, it turns up the fire for them and it makes it more likely that they'll take action and then therefore makes it more likely that they'll get the desired result. Correct. So it's just poking at them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So before we wrap up, can you just talk about your experience and this will probably be a whole other episode, but because I've been traveling a lot. Yes. So September and October, I've been away a lot. Yes, you have. And I would like to know what that experience is like for you. And one thing I texted Mike when I left for, I think when I left for California was I just really appreciate about you that you have never made me feel guilty Mm. for leaving because I know a lot of relationships where that's not the case, where somebody gets punished emotionally or logistically or whatever for going out and doing something either for themselves or for their career or, you know, whatever. So I just want to appreciate you publicly for that. Thank you for never making me feel guilty and never punishing me consciously or unconsciously for leaving you and the girls. Oh, great. Thank you. And you said you texted me back and you said, I would never do that. You don't have to worry about that. I will never do that to you. Yeah. Which I know is true. Uh, It is true. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Like, honestly, it's hard. And this is a whole other episode about ego and how this plays into everything and your desires in your own life. But I'll just basically... That was the reason... That was one of the things that for me getting sick... I mean, it's challenging. So for the kids, for instance, the first day that Kate's gone always sucks. It's like... Everybody like loses their marbles and then it carries. It's like a, it's about 24 hours total. And then after that, everybody adjusts to what that new landscape is. Because it's even when you leave this last time, too. I was like, I was pretty sad when you actually left. And I was like, oh, she's gone again. Like, that's sad. But then 24 hours later, I was like, OK, well, this is the life. So we got to like move on. And <laughs> because also we don't when either one of us are traveling, like we don't talk a lot either we're not texting we're not like keeping everyone up to date of what's happening like it was you were gone this trip and i it was like seven o'clock the kids are in bed i'm like wow i wonder what the hell kate's doing <laughs> like i had just that's because i was like in it over at bbd yeah, i mean but it I was also, like you, you had speaking gigs you had like your own stuff going on so with us traveling it's not something that we're keeping each other up to date like i have stuff happening here and you got stuff happening there so the kids are like that first 24 hours is really a roller coaster ride of emotions of what's taking place. So, and it gets challenging. And I've, this is something I've learned over the last two months to just be like, okay, I'm in for a ride for 24 hours. And then things kind of maybe pan out a little bit, hopefully smoother usually. Cause then the girls are d- definitely Penelope is like, I miss mama. And she goes 
you know, now Ruby's calling me mama. So I think it's hilarious. <laughs> she'll be out on the street and she'll just be like, mama, mama. And I know she's talking to me and like the neighbors will be like, well, Kate's not here. I'm like, yeah, she's not talking to Kate. She's talking to me. So I think it's kind of hysterical. So she calls Kate now mommy and me mama. Um, which, love it. So, but it's like there, it's a place where I have, if these are happening, one thing that I've noticed for myself, I am not going to be able to get everything done that I think I'm going to be able to get done. And it's, I get like 30%, right? It's like, I have to focus a lot on myself during this time because being with the kids, especially if it's like the weekends and then it carries over to weekdays, like you left Saturday and then Monday, I was just like toast. I'm like, what just happened? And so I had to spend a good chunk of that morning to really, I worked out and just really kind of got my energy back after the kids got dropped off at daycare. But it's been a, uh, so for me, I'm not up leveling here with two children. Like I'm, I, I am in a way up leveling emotionally. I'm up leveling emotionally, right? And I'm up leveling with a connection with Penelope and Ruby in a way that I did not before. So I, it teaches me patience, a lot more patience. And it's even when you came back this trip, I think it was like you came back on Tuesday, mm-hmm. right? And like Wednesday, you're gun ho ready to like take over the world, all this stuff. And I'm like, God, this is exhausting. You know, I was like, I just, you know, we were doing a lot of planning then. I've also noticed it's after you have coffee. Like, I don't think I can have, we have to have meetings now where you have coffee after our meetings because that in the morning, because you're like, a, you run like an energizer bunny, you know, and you're like ready to go. And actually our Pilates instructor said the same thing. Hope told me this. She goes, Kate's in a whole different space when she has coffee before she comes in here. And it's, uh, you know, it was like, it's too, it was too much because she came back Tuesday night and then Wednesday morning, I was still kind of in this and I'm like, wow, this is like too much. I have to like kind of regroup to what we're doing to get back in life. But it, it really forces me, especially now that I've been mountain biking a lot and realizing like how much I enjoy being outside for an hour or so a day and just to focus, be like, I got to do this. This is something I have to do for myself. So it, it puts a lot more priorities why Kate's gone on these trips to take care of myself during this time. It also gets clarity of what I'm doing in our company that like, I don't need to be doing anymore. So there's a lot more clarity about like, it becomes more exhausting to work because I'm doing stuff Cause I am focused on doing things that I don't, that aren't fully energizing me at this moment within the business and which had to happen kind of the way that it panned out. And now I know what I need to step away from. So that's like in the, that's the experience in the moment. But then from the ego perspective, you can dive more into, I mean, this is something like I wanted to do a lot of this. Like I, my desire when I started my business in 2011 was like, I always thought this is what I would be doing. And as it switched where I'm more of the stay-at-home dad role, you know, in a way, right? And so it's the, it's really interesting. And I, I've got to the point, especially over the last year, since it's been almost a year really since I've been sick or why I was sick a year ago. And it was, it's really, it's okay. Like I've had to be I'd have to be okay with the position because it's not. And I think one reason why I said I'll never make you feel guilty is like, I look at what we're building 
like we said this this week, the best thing about us working together is that we work together and we're in relationship. The worst thing about us running a business together is that we are married and we work together and we're in relationship. And because it offers challenges all the way around. But I also know we're in this, it's taken a few years through this. And I think it started with therapy back when Penelope was born, you know, four, three and a half years ago when we started working with David. But it was to really comprehend, and this even started before we worked with him because I was helping in our business when you were paying, giving me paychecks and all the stuff back in the day. But it was like, we're in this together. Like we are building this life together and we're in this partnership together at this point. And like our company is us together. And so as long as I keep that in my mind, then everything else is is not an emergency. So it's a lot of times we get so busy that we think like, oh, this is this has to get done right now. And like, I look, if I'm not feeling great, like be like jazzed to go to work or whatever, I look at uh, email and to-do list and like, what is the one major thing that needs to happen today? And as long as I get that done, I'm like, okay, great. So then I'll go do something else. That kind of clears my mind with it. But it's been a big, uh, it's been a very realization with like my own ego in this process to be like, okay, staying at home, taking care of our kids is like the best thing I can do at this moment in time. And it's like such a great, and then I do funny Instagram stories about it. And I, I complain a lot about it, but it's like, a, but it's like a funny complaining, but it is the, it's like a little venting as, as it is. And I just do that to myself really. And people seem to enjoy it, but it's just the dynamic because being around, because I miss that that piece too of being around entrepreneurs like being at these events going to these type of things like i miss it but also because you know hanging out with a four-year-old it's boring and an 18 month old it's yeah it's boring or at least for me it's no it boring. is boring like Penelope, i mean for i did the even, day with the girls today and yeah. it was actually amazing no it, it's good and i loved it so much but like if it's like day after day after yeah. day, I get bored. No, and it's 100%. And like even this, you know, Penelope's like, because I was like, let's go to the playground and you can go on the swings. But then I go, and this is the part that it screws you up. You like think you're going to get a break and then you go to the playground and they're like, no, we want to be on the swings and then we want to be pushed. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like the, the, these swings. So now I got to find playgrounds that don't have swings. And like, that's the key. You got to outsmart the four-year-old. That's the whole, you know, and then it's the goal, the game that I play with myself. But it is, it's the piece that I miss of kind of what we were talking about earlier with the, the going to San Francisco, oh, and being an environment. Right, which we never finished that story. But it's being an environment where I, <laughs> I'm challenged in that place from like mindset because being around a four-year-old is giving me challenging patience <laughs> Different like challenges. and then now i'm start i start understanding her games that she's trying to figure out with me which is all it's like this whole crazy psychotic thing or something right it's like this not really psychotic that's the wrong word but it's this uh game that's definitely not psychotic. she's trying to figure out yeah not psychotic but just she's trying to figure out how to, to get life and then how to get more out of life right and so she's <laughs> comes up with things that she does to me and sometimes and i learn like if i play her game then I'm on the losing end, but I, it's like, I'm the more I'm getting comfortable with myself, the more I'm able to understand this from working with the kids. Cause Penelope was like, let's do this, 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 this weekend. And I'm like, I'm done. I'm toast. Like if we go do this, everyone's going to have a meltdown, including myself. And it's going to be really hard. Like, nope, we just got to go. We just got to go home. So it's, it's been a, um, 
I actually am, I've been really good with it, truthfully. Like even because we were planning on going this trip to California and we canceled it and we explained it last time. And the truth was like, I didn't want to go to California probably, like I, there was going to California and going to all these events and then having our kids with us to me, it really was not, did not sound fun. You know, there would have been a lot of fun elements to it, but it would have been far more stressful for me like just in, instead of just taking a trip to California and I just like wasn't in for it. And I'm glad that we canceled that trip and just stayed here and you got to go do your thing because I think that's where we have to, but then also like today and yesterday I noticed I was like, I need a break. Like I definitely need like one or two days to myself with no obligation of like family obligations. So, you know, and that's what Kate and I do support each other in that journey where I'm just like, I got to we got to look at the calendar and be like, when can I get a, get away? Because I'm starting to notice that earlier than, and it's doing it. I used to do that for reasons to be like, oh, this escape is going to be so recharging. And it's like, I'm going to get all these things out of it when I go away for two days. But no, it's now it's just like, okay, I just need to be by myself and not have a four-year-old ask me for anything, you know, and that's really, and so I can go eat by myself. I can just go hang out with friends or do something that, that allow, I'll set it up where I can be around adults in a way that's very energizing if I do something like that. So, I mean, that's my kind of my experience throughout. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I also just want to say this is super simple, but I was talking to another girlfriend while I was away on the phone and she has a newish baby and her husband is like, does 50%, if not more of the parenting and uh she was saying like if she's leaving the house and gives like one piece of like logistical you know like oh just you gotta do this that or the other thing with the baby her husband is like are you freaking kidding me and i totally take for granted that when i leave i'm like focused on packing for myself well, like he's saying, and wait, hold he's on. He's like, this is not my first rodeo. Like, you don't need to tell me logistical things about caring for yeah, our child. You do this too, though. I do. Yeah. But, but not very often because like when I leave, I am focused on packing for myself. Mm-hmm. And what do I need to do to get out the door? And then you always ask me, is there anything I can do to help? And then you put my suitcase in the car. I'm not like leaving a list of logistical items about our kids because we parent together. So I'm not like needing to tell you stuff, right? Like I think it's, it's, I will say, I think it's uncommon for even now, I think it's uncommon for a woman to be able to leave, Mm -hmm. you know, for three or four days or even an afternoon without having to communicate logistics about how to care for the children and i have zero feeling when i leave of like mike would need any instructions i guess it, that's all i'm yeah 100 percent, yes and i'm grateful for that yeah well that's great yeah so yeah just saying no because it's because like it's hard it's stressful enough for me to pack and like right. leave the house for myself <laughs> let alone because when we leave the kids with your parents I'm so grateful, P.S., that we can leave the kids with your mm-hmm. parents. However, the making of the list and the sharing of the logistics, because they don't, par- you know, they're not with our kids all the time. So sharing instructions adds a layer of stress that I'm grateful is not the norm, even though I'm so grateful 
Michelle, if you're listening, I'm so grateful <laughs> that you come watch our kids. And I rarely feel like I have to tell you that much because you're so good at it. Mom, Kate's the visionary. <laughs> I'm the integrator of our relationship. <laughs> I can explain more at a different time. This will make more sense. Uh, I think what I just said made sense. It did. But from the understanding, yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the I just like I know what needs to... Yeah, I know what needs to be done. Well, because you do it every day. So yes. like that's why there's, you know, and and I understand, listen, like I get it. Some, you know, some partners have to work outside the home, are working outside the home and primarily at work. And so they need instructions because the other partner is home taking care of the kids. And I'm sure there are plenty of relationships where the roles are switched, where, you know, the dad yep. is more of a stay at home dad and the mom is more, you know, out of the house. And like he may need to leave her instructions. No, this is this is gen this is not people listening to this are not going to be surprised by what you're saying, right? It's I like, know, but I'm we just don't, they're trying to cover my women, bases. <laughs> women take care of the community. Men take care of themselves, right? Like we live in a world that's very Historically obvious. and traditionally, yes. Yes. But we are so, shifting that. Yeah. We are. It's currently shifting now. This is why there's... Just turn on the TV. Like that, that's what's happening, right? Like there... It's been shifting and it is changing I just think I have a lot of awareness has been inherited from like it came from my family, right? It all came from dynamics because my dad traveled so much and my mom would be at home with three kids. And then like, I think I just witnessed things that were taking place there. It's also my own kind of DNA structured to help people. You're very nurturing. And it's been also, that's also detrimental mm -hmm. in a way. Right. Because that also creates a lot more stress in my life. Mike is a lot like Randall on This Is Us, <laughs> yes. except grumpier, even though now you're not so grumpy. But you are. You remind me that's I Beth yeah. and Randall are my favorite couple because yeah. they remind me of. Us. Well, mostly he reminds me of you. Yeah. And then she with her dancing. You yes. Know, but anyway. you're like Randall or you're like I'm not you're, like Randall. You're like Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, but no, I mean, that's not, I don't like the thing is like, I think it's weird. The truth is like when I hear stories of relationships with men that are doing stupid shit, like I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, honestly, like it pops in my head to be like, and it's all programming, but it's just like, just pay attention to the people that are part of your life. Cause I, I don't, I feel like there, there's this element that like we get we, a lot of times that we're not on the same team, right? And like, I've always considered us and it's really hit home in the last kind of two years, but definitely since we've had the kids, right? Like we are on a team together. Now that team can break up in a lot of circumstances that it does, you know, not our situation, but like in people get divorced and move on, et cetera. But like, we're, st you're taught, you're tied in with that person until you die like if you have kids with them right like because we have a kid dynamic right and it's complicated right i'm generalizing this it's very complicated but like i always looked at us as being on a team together and like why wouldn't i want to show up in a way that both of us can thrive but the biggest thing with this is as well is that i have to stick up for myself to thrive in this team because you like you kate who i'm married to you are very independent and you are also very like a go-getter, right? Like you, I don't know how else to say it, but it's like, I'm, I have, I'm ambitious. You're very ambitious. And that's, that can be very intimidating 
because it's like, how do you fit into, like, where do I fit into that place? Right. And so this is so often, this is like, we should have stopped because we should have stopped. We're now recording a whole second (laughs) podcast. But like, so I had to learn how, you know, and still in this day, like we are navigating these waters together, but it's like, how do you learn to get your ambitions across in this way as well? Number one, you ask for them. And then also it has been a place where it's like, I'm going to be a part of the team and show up. Because there's a lot of, you have a lot of strengths and I have a lot of strengths and we have done work on ourselves individually and then as a partnership to bring these strengths to light to allow us to thrive in a way, right? Yeah. So I think it's been, I think it's good for for both parties. I mean, it is good for both parties. Totally. Yeah. And we, more on this. There's well, there's come. a lot more to come on this, but we could talk more about. on this. To but come. we should close it out we with close talk it out. about the incubator so mastermind application. Deadline. The origin incubator and the origin mastermind for 2020 applications are closing November 1st, which is this Friday. So we are no longer accepting applications after this Friday, November 1st. We have a few spots left in each program at the time of this recording. Hopefully that's still true when this goes live, although it may, I don't know, it may not be. We do currently have enough people. Anyway, we've had enough applications to cover all of the if spots. If you're interested but in the Incubator Mastermind, go fill out the application. a chance to yes. be considered. That's correct. So fill it out by November 1st at katenorthrop.com forward slash mastermind. And the group that's coming together for both of these programs I'm pretty freaking excited to you work with these up-leveled. women. You will be up-leveled. You will be up-leveled. I got to tell you, I will be up-leveled. <laughs> I'll say one last thing about this. I went to your event a couple weeks ago. Right? Yeah, the, you, the retreat. Of the, the retreat of the mastermind, lady. the 2019 ladies. This ladies. was kind of the, this was the final. Our I said ladies, right? Didn't I say ladies? Yes. And then I said lady. And so I was just correcting myself uh, to make it plural. So. Get your English taken care of over there. It's hard uh, <laughs> after seven. It's hard after but seven it was, for me. So I, you know, because I'm not in these, these, I show up sometimes, Kate wants me to do calls, et cetera. So I'll show up and do the calls, but I'm not into day to day stuff, right? When it comes to this in the incubator, like this is really, you're leading this, you came up with this idea, you're running with it. I'm over here doing whatever I'm doing, right? And so it was really powerful to be at an event with these women and recognize like I am kind of how we started this whole thing. I am definitely not the smartest person in this room. Right. And this is like, (laughs) it was really amazing for me to witness what the energy that was created and getting feedback because I've been in emailing some of the women that were there. I think everyone had a huge transformation over that weekend and everybody felt it physically inside of their body when they went back home. It's what a crazy. Everyone got sick. Yeah, everybody got sick. It so, was wild. And if you need to know why that's not a bad thing, go back and listen to last week's episode on the opportunity and illness. Yes. So, but I just like for my own, like I was not a part of this group and I showed up and I inter- I did, I took testimonial videos and I was there for a day, but it was really a profound experience just to, it goes back to what you were sharing in the beginning about the cultivation of great people together and then also just being there for like three minutes i was there longer than three minutes but it was being there and getting to be like oh wow it was very helpful for myself 
to ground myself in what business we're actually building together. Right? You and were so like, oh, this isn't some fantasy yeah. that Kate created. <laughs> right. And so, but this is this is real, this is like real because even so it was really helpful. It was like cool to see what it is our company, because that was been one challenge within our organ our own company together. It's like we are doing this together as a in really coming together. And we talked a little bit about that. But it was yeah, it was really great to see the women that were a part of this and the work that they're actually doing and learning about them and how that this has been really transformational for a lot of women. And we have a testimonial video coming out. It'll, It'll be already be out, site. but like go watch it and just see how, what they went through over the last year. And it was really cool to see that happen, take place. So good work, Kate. And some of them are back for 2020. Yeah. So katenorthup.com forward slash mastermind. I'm so excited about that. You got to apply by November 1st to be considered for a spot. Thank you so much for taking this somewhat windy journey with us. This was wild. For those who listened a couple of months ago when we read our review, our one star review about being unstructured. <laughs> this is an homage to that reviewer <laughs> and to all of you who wrote in saying, I love the format of your podcast. Please don't change it. This was in honor of you. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. And we will talk to you next week when we dive into the behind the scenes in the creation of the Do Less Planner and what we learned. Look at that structure for next week, folks. Ba-boom. Boom. Editorial planning. Good night. <laughs> Bye. Are you thinking about making a big investment in your business in a mastermind or a high-level coaching program or some other big ticket item, but you feel unsure about whether or not it's going to be worth it, how to make the decision about if it's the right thing for you, and how to even plan for that investment? Well, Mike and I have seen a lot of new high-ticket offers in the online business and personal development space, and we're excited about that. And we also want you to have the tools to make the best decision for you so that this is an investment and not a waste of money. So we're offering a free masterclass there's really not any pitch, it's just a public service about how to decide on and plan for making a big investment in your business. You can get it totally for free over at katenorthrup.com forward slash up level. And we're so excited to share with you three signs that you're ready to invest in a high level coaching or support for your business, a simple fail-proof three-step process for making the right decision about these investments every time, and the critical shift you need to make in your business finances to make the funds available to invest when the time is right. So if you are looking to make a big investment in your business and you wanna do it right, join us for the free masterclass, katenorthrop.com forward slash up level. See you there.